Chris. And I'm Jake. Thanks for tuning in to Overcrest. We hope your uh, your lead up to Christmas is awesome. Yeah, we should call this our Christmas special here. Sure, Two we'll days call it Christmas before special. Christmas. Christmas yeah, well, Eve, it'll actually Eve. be released on Christmas Eve, which is Sunday, there right? There you go. Well, Merry Christmas. Yeah, Merry Christmas, everybody. I hope it's, hope it's going well. I hope you're having a good time with your families. Yes. And I hope, you, hope you're having a ham instead of a turkey. Because nobody likes Christmas turkey. Everybody likes Christmas ham. Yeah, I was just telling you, Chris, I'm going to the Honey Big Ham store right after this. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. I, I I love Christmas. We were listening to Christmas music here a little bit earlier. I've been listening Get to Christmas music in the car. As soon as it snowed, it was like Christmas music. All the time, right? In the car, got to get in the mood. I was in other people's cars. I was like changing the radio station to the Christmas That's music, a which much. it was. <laughs> <laughs> nobody, nobody was a big fan of that. So, uh, what's it, what's new with you? What uh, you got going on? This I week? got my wheels on Thursday. That's right. I actually, for I was outside. And I don't remember what I was. Oh, I was cleaning out the the trailer for the Eurowork show. Yep. I was getting rid of some of the some of the banners and some of the other stuff I had in the UPS truck back uh, backed up. He's like, "Hey, I got five packages for you." I'm like, "Well, Merry fucking Christmas, yeah, sweet." There five packages. Go. I totally forgot that my wheels were coming. Did you get a spare? What was the fifth package? I, it was a like some Barbie okay. stuff for the girls <laughs> from 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 their grandma. But um, so they unloaded these. As soon as I saw the box size, I knew immediately what it was. Right. But I grabbed the box, which was super light. I mean, I expected a little bit of weight to it, but the, right. the wheels are super light. So I stacked them up on the on the driveway and then left them there while I finished doing what else I was okay. doing. But it was Wheel Thursday. I was really excited. Um, but day I, late for Wheel Wednesday. Day late for Wheel Wednesday. So the newly invented Wheel Thursday. But I, <laughs> I was able to get one out of the box and take a look at it. And uh, yep. I got them mounted up on, on some tires yesterday and put them on the car this morning. Yep, you shared um, those photos as well. I did. So you might want to check around. You'd probably be able to find those somewhere. Um, so I was going to back the car out. Uh, and get some pictures of it outside last night, but it was right. like, it's eleven thirty, and the thing is so fucking loud, and my neighborhood's like dead quiet. It's well, like that, ten degrees. You wouldn't get good photos in the middle of the night, anyways. No, but I wanted to back it out, get the thing to settle because okay. it was all because it was jacked. You just up. had it so jacked up. Sure. I had it jacked up, so when I let it down, it was all like squished, funny, and like the suspension was. Yeah, you need you know, to drive the, it a little bit. The, the camber was in in the exactly. rear because it was stuck. So I ended up calling Jess, and she helped me put the wheels on, but she helped me move the car back and forth. <laughs> like push it back and forth on the four feet that we had in the garage okay. to get it to settle a little bit, so I could actually. Because you just couldn't. I wait. could not wait. I was gonna wait, but I just I couldn't wait. So that's funny. Okay. Um, so they're on there. They look awesome. I was yeah. I was really nervous that the the tires are two twenty five fifty. Right. So it's a meaty tire you got on there. Guess what the treadwear is? Oh, I have no idea. Ninety. Okay. Which and for is, those of us that don't know their treadwear that well, that's those are gonna be gone. In they're gonna be gone. It's probably I'm guessing. 2,500 miles. Okay. Well, miles. not the way you're driving that thing either. Well, I can't. I, can't, I don't know. Maybe I'm going to have to change my driving style. Well, I don't these wanna, are going to be stickier too, though. I don't want to break an axle or, yeah, no, you get or too my much diff grip. or something. Yeah. <laughs> so I used to have 225 45s on the car, okay. which is uh, the 45 series is just a little, not quite as tall as the 50 series is. Right. Yep. Um, and <laughs> and remind me, these are what now? These are Pirelli Trofeo R. N4 and the N4 means they're it's some Porsche special Porsche spec or something yep. for their newer cars it's N4 certified but I guess you know you can put Trofeo R's on your brand new whatever okay you no know, version of 23 different 911s that are available <laughs> and uh, so I got those on there and I was afraid that they weren't going to fit I had right. two 25 45s at one point and those fit mm-hmm. but when I put these on there and lowered it down it was I was like oh man it's going to hit the fenders is it really close and uh what's you know, the consensus they fit Good. So far, I mean, I've only backed right. it you down in the driveway. Yeah, you haven't been cornering hard around. Yeah, I haven't done anything a little bit more aggressive, so I'm not sure if it's um, if it's long term going to fit or not. But 
just in the driveway, it looks great. I couldn't Good. even. I honestly couldn't even get back up the driveway with these tires. I know you the mentioned snow. that. I you're just sitting not, there spinning. I, I did. I kind of. Do you have any up. sort of like limited slip diff in that thing? I doubt it. I doubt it. I guess I don't know. I've never you really just have checked. to see if your wheel is yeah, spinning I guess or not. I've never tried to do it. Yeah. Um. Probably. Well, I, when I do drift the car and stuff, there's two black marks. So who knows? Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. Um, but but I had to back all the way down the end of the driveway and get yeah. like a running start because my driveway has a slight grade. So I had sure. to go back to the mailbox and like. Well, it's a good thing you can back down my up. driveway. Never. Do you remember my driveway? Yeah, you never make it. Yeah, you never. You'd have to go get some rocks and some some other way to get I'd it. Just some, winch it up. Yeah. Yeah. So, but they they're on. They look great. Awesome. Um, I'm and really remind our our listeners. So it's the Albert Blue 911. Yes, Albert Blue. And this is a gold. Uh, yeah, gold outlaw fifteen fifty two outlaw zero zero three. Yep. So it's a um, throwback to the nine seventeen five spoke wheel. Yep. The nine seventeen center lock that they used yep. to have. I think and they I, put them I on a couple. I teased you a little bit gold and blue. You know that that's you know your, I, your Subaru STI now. That was hard. It was a really hard decision <laughs> to make. Um, but I you got to keep in mind that gold and blue went together long before Subaru made anything right. worth putting your foot down in. I mean, they were right. no one well, was like. Well, the gold is just it harkens back to kind of a motorsport. There was no wheel. Subaru Brat STI, you know, or whatever that. that never right, existed, I see what you mean. You know, so this was this was long before a Subaru. It's become a Subaru thing because all their cars come that way from the factory. Right, but gold on whatever has been no I, forever. Yeah, I think it looks good from the photos. I have to I have to see it in person though. Yeah, really appreciate it. I think. Yeah, gold was like Campanellos were gold a lot. You know, back in the day, you could get a lot of gold. right. Yeah, that's gold a European were, wheel. Yeah, they, they were there was a lot of gold out there. So I, it was kind of risky because I did think about the Subaru thing, and I actually <laughs> asked some of my friends, and they said the saving grace is that my blue is a lot different than Subaru. It's blue. a very dark it's blue. A, it's yeah. a much darker blue, and the gold isn't quite the same either. So yeah. it's so it's a little. No, bit I don't think anyone's actually going to think that. But I had to I had to yeah. do some shit. Well, I'm sure they will, but I don't care. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. What else you got going on? Um, I, I'm getting a roof box for the golf because okay. we're going to go. I've got a 12 day vacation coming up. That's right. Yep, yeah. So I'm gonna be Have you decided where you're going? I don't know where I'm going to go, but, but it's going to be a go, road trip with the we're fam. Driving. Yeah. So awesome. I've got a the golf sport wagon, right. uh, TDI. But still doesn't. I'm gone for 12 days, so I'm thinking yeah, it's still not big enough. The back seat is full of car seats. So I went to Marshalls and like a month ago, and they've okay. got a Yakima roof box. Marshalls isn't necessarily my favorite store because it's okay. just full of you know shirts and yeah. Dumb no, I would say I yeah, about. it's all like discount clothing. Yeah, which is but they had a roof exact, box. But they had a roof box in there, and I'm like, what? Why is this? It's a brand new Yakima something. It's 16 for a box. heck of a deal. Yeah, and this store is in Roseville or somewhere okay. else that's nowhere near me because I don't want someone else to go buy it because I haven't bought it yet. Oh, you haven't bought this? I haven't yet. bought it yet. So it's um, it's greatly marked down, but it's been there for like a month, and I'm like, guys, can we mark this thing down a little bit more? It's too okay. expensive. So um, she said no, but she said come back after Christmas. So I'm hoping the thing is there. So you don't have a roof box yet? Not yet, but I you. I, said you got a roof box. No, I didn't. Okay, that's what I I was thinking. I almost have a roof box. Okay. But I, if I don't get it there, I'll get another one okay, somewhere so else. Okay, so all the listeners need to go find this store with the roof box. And hold it hostage? <laughs> yep. So I'm going to go over there after Christmas and get it because I'm going to need the extra space. Yep, that um, makes sense. But, but that brings us to one of our listener questions that we had. Someone yeah, was asking about this. what is it with roof boxes? And it's not only the roof box, it's the roof, uh, the roof rack with the, the little basket. Right, yep, exactly. Or just the roof rack itself. Yeah, and so, sure. yeah, to clarify, he's talking on, like, your lowered, stanced-out cars, Volkswagens especially. What's what's with the roof rack on these cars that aren't really necessarily utilitarian vehicle? They're, like, it's, empty half the time. Exactly. In them. And that's a good question. I think it, I was thinking about this on the way over. I think it harkens back a little bit to, like, the California-style Beatles from the 60s. With they always had or something. They had a surfboard, or they had kind of, like, the bamboo roof rack on those. Yep, yep. So I, maybe that's where it comes from. Bamboo? I, 
I, wasn't it bamboo? Uh, or am I, I wrong there? I don't think so. Okay. It was, you know, the wood <laughs> slat. Yeah, I've got that's what I, that's what I have for my 911. That's right. You yeah, do. Yeah. And yeah. it was a cool, like an old vintage cooler. Or back no, then it yeah. would have been and a new cooler, but now it's yeah. a vintage cooler. No, it, it definitely looks cool, but it is kind of like uh, oxymoron. Does it make the car look lower? I was I wondering think it that might, too. Like, just the, the yep. visual weight of it changes and just makes the car look. Yeah, even I like just because I remember when I had a roof rack on my uh, Mark IV R32. Yep. My wife was like, this is the stupidest thing. What, you, like, you're not going to put anything up there. Use the truck if you're going to be hauling anything. Right. But it totally is kind of the. I don't know why it's cool, but I, I, I put agree. I've put tires on my, like, taking stuff to the swap meets and stuff yeah. like that on the roof rack. And Maybe it's cool because you can haul something on right. your lowered car. And I can't put anything anywhere else in the 911, so it's nice to have. Well, For yeah, me, you it's got the roll bar back there. And especially utilitarian. Yep. So, um, well, before we go any further, I want to talk about one of our sponsors, Further Performance. Further Performance is a Minneapolis-based automotive repair shop that does restoration, performance, and specializes in European cars. They offer services from headlight to tailpipe. You can find them on Further Performance at fptune.com, f-p-t-u-n-e-d.com. They're always working on some pretty cool stuff over there from 911s to dune buggies to everybody's daily driver. Uh, definitely a shop worth having a look at if you, uh, if you drive anything European. So I want to talk a little bit about the Miata thing again because I got some uh, some so, feedback from somebody. Yeah, I don't know last if you see the feedback I got. Episode I read something. Okay. Last week's episode in the grinding Chris's gears uh, segment, I posed the question that Miatas are always the answer. It's the greatest all around car ever, and I knew that Chris totally disagreed and went on a rant about how a Miata so terrible is the and overrated. They are overrated, I think. And so, here's why I think that here's here's what I think. As I was thinking about this, I probably went a little overboard. But right. here's my As you here's have my been real known to do. Nev- yeah, never. So here's my real problem with the Miata. I think it's not the car; it's the owners. So when you attack somebody with a Miata, it's like okay. this like weird Napoleon complex where they know that a lot of people don't like their car. So then they have to get a little bit rabid with their defense of the car, and it seems. How many people have you talked to with Miatas? Oh, it's happened quite a few times over really? the years. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's it's always this really weird. Like I just can, love you how you make like, these sweeping generalizations. I'm always right. So it's, okay, it, there we go. <laughs> so if like if you came to me with a Miata, and I, if you're like a typical Miata owner that I'm that I'm um, stereotyping, yeah, which doesn't mean all Miata owners are like this. I'm just it's just the stereotype, and stereotypes exist for a reason because they're always a little bit of truth. To well, them. yeah, there's some truth. So if you were to be like. I have a Miata, I'd be like, ah, they're not for me. The first thing you would do is try to tell me about all the kick-ass things that a Miata does. True. Which is basically exactly what you did in the previous segment. You went nuclear right away trying to defend a Miata. And that's what every Miata owner does because they have this (laughs) Napoleon complex about their tiny little car with a happy face on the front. So I think that... Well, I was thinking about this too too when you brought this up again that you were getting all this flack about it. You know, it's interesting because like the older generation, if I told my dad that Miatas are cool, he he would kind of have your same, I would all call it like the um, the classic stereotype of a Miata is that what are you talking about? That's just, you know, it's a chick car. There's nothing cool about it. I think what people get really uh, enthusiastic about is that it's such a cheap kind of chassis for performance are they driving. still cheap though yeah they are you can get them pretty cheap you can get them pretty cheap 
So and but when I see the Miatas coming in cars and coffee, they're always like super dumped and rusty, and the fenders yep. are taken off, and they've got a roll cage I in know. it, and they're just getting absolutely ruined. It's getting, yeah, it's ridiculous. It's, they're ter- getting turned into weird stance machines, which is the completely. Exactly. I'm fine with it. Some of them look pretty cool when they're just. There was a guy it's that showed the up at the rat rod, show. Basically, yeah, it is. It is. I yep. mean, so it's it's like back in the day when people would turn cars into undrivable messes, like 50, just for 60 the years cool ago. factor. Yep. Yeah, yeah. It's in, in that way, I kind of like it, but. That's kind of what I was getting at okay. in the last episode is I don't like the way that the people just come to the defense of it so rapidly. It's like, it's okay, man. You can like them. It's okay. I don't care. Right. So don't maybe just a go PSA insane. for our, uh, our Miata enthusiasts yeah. is to maybe throw a bone to anyone who's criticizing and say, yeah, I know traditionally they've had this you know stereotype as the chick car, but really it's a great, cool platform for a performance car, but you they can do a lot with them. They should have bought an S2000. Well, okay, that's another dagger that you're throwing in the mix. Well, it's true. Why would you own a like? S2000s if you choose- are like three times the price. Come on, no, I'm, I will. Come on, that's a fact. The, like, if you're gonna buy, there are Miatas that are in the same price. I mean, if you're gonna buy a pile of shit Miata for a thousand dollars, then right. I mean, there's a fine but in terms of like a nice nice miata that you'd actually like want to take your girlfriend out in not okay. some track rat autocrass thing with a cone sticking out of the bumper <laughs> you'd want to you'd want to get a nice one and in that case you would buy an s2000 i would you would pay up maybe an extra 1500 bucks 2000 yeah, bucks and get an s2000 be more than that but i will say that i would uh, anyone who is a miata enthusiast who's like really saying miata is always the answer will agree that an s2000 is maybe better I love the S2000. I think, I think they would all agree. I think it's an, I think it's an underrated car. Underrated. Well, I don't think it's underrated. It has such in a the, huge it, following. But it's it's a niche following again. Yeah. So the only people that love S2000s own an S2000. It's not like this broad market. I don't have an S2000 and I appreciate them. Okay, maybe you're right. I don't I just don't hear that much about them for some reason. You know, nobody ever talks to me about S2000s. Maybe that's because I'm so mired in the Porsche and the European I was gonna say, community. You, you kind of have that your I'm on this, niche. Like, island. You're, yep. You're kind of you, you dug a hole for yourself. Here. I didn't dig a hole for myself. I built a tower <laughs> and now I'm up here all alone. <laughs> oh, really? Okay. Yeah. I'll talk S2000s with you then. Okay. I mean, I the really... F20 engine, that's the engine code where it revs in 9000, that little inline four cylinder. I raced, I raced an S2000 with that engine and yeah. I had a 24 valve GTI. Okay. So the VR6. Yep. Yep. And I, it was the, uh, the three, I think it's no, it's just a 24 it's valve 28. 25 valve 28 into my Mark IV. I beat him. Well, maybe they didn't know how to drive because I don't believe that. Maybe, but I'm not. I mean, there's no torque in those S2000 engines, but once you get them up into the rev range, they scream. they're sweet. Yeah. yeah. They're they're great. They're great cars. They look, you know, I really like with the hard top. Oh, yeah. The hard top on those things looks. Um, well, look if amazing. I got and then the there's Miata, that blue color, top too. that like that grayish blue, grayish like, blue. I've seen like the a, bright blue. They have the club. Is it the club sport, the club racer, the CR? This is like version. a silver blue. Okay. That I really, really like. It's like a light blue, sky you can blue. Maybe picture it. Yeah, whatever. One of my buddies has one. I love it. He's got a supercharged now. Ooh. Yeah, it's it's like makes 375 horsepower and 250 foot pounds of torque. If I remember <laughs> right, though, yeah, so they don't have a whole lot of torque, but the diffs will break. They're super fragile on those S2000s. Sure. So, uh, yeah. Well, that's probably like only a matter of time for him then, unless exactly. he did something with it. Who knows? Um, anyway. So, so yeah, Miata, we love them. I no, <laughs> <laughs> don't put we in there. I I un, I will give. I understand the Miata. Yeah, but because I don't love them, you don't need to berate me 
It's no, not, but it's can just, you admit that you appreciate the Miata? For why do I appreciate it? Because what it has is it done cheap, for me? Basic, bare bones, uh, performance car that's super fun to drive, which you wouldn't know because you've never driven one, so you shouldn't judge. I don't like how they look. I really, really don't. They don't. When I think of a, what about the newer ones? Have you seen the new? Is it the um, N D? No, N F. I don't know, whatever the last N letter chassis it is. Okay. Have you seen the new ones? I like the one we're about to talk about in a little bit. Oh, yeah. Are we? Yeah. Okay. I've, I've seen it. Yeah. You, you still don't love them. They look more aggressive, which is mm-hmm. nice. I think that's one of the problems I had with the older ones is right. they just look so, they were so fluffy. <laughs> you know, it looks like something like my my daughter would have a plush doll. Yeah, there you go. You know, and I just I, they don't didn't look aggressive enough for me and there was right. no, there wasn't enough with them to to make up for it. For me, yeah. In terms of culture and pedigree and stuff, that's important to me. So because you're a snob, maybe that's fine. But that doesn't mean that the guy that likes the Miata has to try and convince me. True, I get what you mean. They can just like their thing, and I can just like my thing. That goes for any car enthusiast. Maybe we should say we all need to just kind of appreciate each other's enthusiasm for cars in general. That's dangerously getting into cultural relativism where all cars are created equal as long as to each their own, which I think is awful in the in the car world because there's been a lot of dumb shit done to cars that is awful. You're right. So I I mean, there's different levels of this is a slippery slope. It's different levels of cool. And to me, a Miata is not as cool as a lot of other stuff. But to the person that owns the Miata, theirs is way cooler than a lot of stuff. And we just have to agree that that's okay. You do that. You think it's not. I don't think it's cool. But you don't need to try and convince me what you're maybe doing. Maybe so. Speaking of that, maybe I should say this for grinding your gears. But what are your thoughts on bro dozers? Oh man, <laughs> I don't. Yeah, is that? I don't know if that's in our listener target market. Those guys. Yeah, it's probably not. You know, I live up in the middle of nowhere, so I see this stuff all the yeah. time. Yeah, and so for those not in the know, bro dozer is kind of the funny term for these lifted trucks with the bros driving them. Right, you're. 20, 30-year-old guy. And who, the, the problem with them isn't that they're lifted. No. It's I mean, not, that's fine it's if not that they have you were like going mudding or something. But they, they have fucking tiny tires right. on you these. You have your 24-inch chrome wheels on your not super two-foot lifted Chevy. They have like Chevy 20-inch wheels or 19-inch With little wheels, rubber bands. little rubber band. Low-profile tires. Low-profile. Why? It's a truck. Yeah. You well, know, it just, just doesn't even make any thing. sense. It's not functional. Why not put like AT tires on it? Maybe that's what it is. So I'm trying to, I'm just realizing maybe what I appreciate in a car that's modified is it, it's modified for function, right? Or at least the appearance follows some method of function, right? So if you have a performance car, it's lowered, it has a roll bar in it. At least that follows the function a little bit that now it's like a faster race car. With these lifted trucks on their chrome wheels and skinny tires, that is not functional no at function all. It's whatsoever. the opposite. In no way, shape, or form is that exactly. functional. I think well, we, reduce, we can agree on that. It does reduce tire noise. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> that's probably. Rolling resistance. They're <laughs> going, go. for, uh, They're going for hypermiling. Yeah. Um, my The thing I hate seeing is the is the body lifts on trucks. Where they just the whole frame stays the right. same. And they just lift the body up. Well, there, there is also function for that if you're getting as big of a tire as possible under your fenders. That's not what I'm talking about. I though. know, That's, I know. Where you just leave the stock wheels and tires on and just lift the body up. Right. Mm-hmm. So over this Christmas, you guys are gonna have a lot of free time. I imagine you're gonna have a lot of free time. Not I mean, at all. <laughs> but okay. Well, everybody like <laughs> between now and New Year's. I mean, okay. so everybody's got some. Free where are you time going with sitting. this? Um, so you're gonna probably want to watch some movies. Sure. So we put together a list of our favorite uh, car movies that, if you haven't yeah. seen any of these, you should probably take a look. And actually, Jake compiled this list. He put this list well, together. Well, and so I just put these as notes that we should discuss. These aren't even necessarily my favorites. 
So there's a glaring, glaring omission. There are a couple glaring omissions. Okay, all right. But I thought those were givens that we would talk about. Okay. So uh, I, first, I started out kind of with the classic car chase movies. The first that came to mind was Bullet. Steve McQueen has the '68 Mustang. He's, re, you know, there's the Charger. I think he's chasing. If you haven't seen this movie, it's great. Actually, I'll say the movie itself the is movie very sucks. boring. The movie sucks. The movie's but the totally car, boring. But that scene. fast forward to the like 10 minute car chase, and it's awesome. But let's. What's a movie that you can sit down and watch the whole thing? Right. I don't like Le Mans either. The movie. See, Le I was going to mention Le Mans because that's Steve McQueen again. It's, a, it's cool for about 25 boring. minutes. Yep. But it is a boring, boring. I mean, agree. This is like blasphemy. There's probably people going to light me on fire right now, but. Nobody can really actually like that movie. They like the um, concept of the yeah, movie. Yeah, I'll say they like what they it like stands the idea, for, what it represents. You but know. you wouldn't sit down and watch it as an entertaining. I, I don't think you could. I've tried to watch it all the way through. It doesn't a few have mass appeal. Just, How about we'll say that it doesn't. You're not watching that with anyone but yourself. Exactly. Um, that so, and then I'll keep going with my kind of the vintage car chase movies. The original French Connection. Never seen it. Um, Gene Hackman, right? Okay. Uh, I remember it. And I remember the car chase they're going through. I think the claim to fame with this movie is they didn't let the city know that they were filming the car chase. Okay. If I'm remembering this correctly, and that's what made it so crazy is there's there's actual real traffic with people who don't even know this is going on. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, and then there's also, when I said original, there's only been one Fresh Connection. I was thinking of the original <laughs> Italian job. Did you see this one as I have well? I've seen that. I actually met the the stunt driver that uh, drives the minis. I was thinking about oh, having really? her on the podcast sometime. Oh, that would be she's cool. This, she's this awesome stunt, stunt driver. I would check. love to talk to her. Yeah, she, it's, she, she kicks ass. I met her out in Monterey. She, she's awesome. She drove one of the minis and, you know, down the, That's sta- awesome. down the escalators or stairs or whatever. Yep. Yeah, I'm trying to remember it because now I just keep thinking of uh, Marky Mark and Charlie Theron. You and would be and, thinking about uh, Marky Mark. Well, or Charlie's there. <laughs> Together. <laughs> um, so, yeah, Italian job, old and new, we'll mention. Um, have you ever, and I wanted to see if you've ever heard of this movie, Rendezvous. I, is that the, the true name is Le, Le Che, something French just, Rendezvous. Isn't it like a short little? It's a 15-minute I'm quoting quote unquote to, movie. Right. All it is is just driving through the. It's driving through like Spain Paris. Or Paris? At like 5 a.m. What are they? What car are they driving? So here's the the claim was it was an old Ferrari. It's not. It's not. I know it's they like dubbed some, the noise over. Yeah, it's a Mercedes. I think you're right. Yeah, it's like a V8 Mercedes, and they, they dubbed the noise over. They it. They dubbed of a Ferrari noise yeah. over it. Yeah. Um, but it is amazing the speeds this guy gets to in the middle of Paris, just yeah. blowing through red lights, going through traffic. They uh, it's they a actually classic used. If you haven't seen. It. I watched a documentary on HBO about uh, the founder of Fiat. I can't okay. think of his name because it's like a really complicated Italian name. Right. But they actually talked about how he used to drive. Yeah. And I feel like they used some clips from that little movie. Oh, in, in this documentary. In this documentary of like this guy drives like a total asshole, <laughs> and then there's like this clips from this rendezvous <laughs> film. In that there. could be. So yeah, if you haven't seen that, that's at least uh, kind of a cult classic that you what's should know the, of. What's the movie? God, I, why can't I think of this movie right now? But it's got they drive an S8. Yep. Uh, it's, oh, geez. It has Robert De Niro. Right it has. Everybody is screaming it, at the radio right now. And it's all about the briefcase. Yeah, yeah. And you never know what's in the briefcase. Damn it. Why can't I think of this movie? Go on to the next one. We'll, I'll and it's got it out terrible here. special effects when they do like a burnout or there's an explosion or something. Did you look it up? I'm working on it. Go on to the okay. next car. So, um,. Okay, so the one that I didn't even list here because I knew we were going to talk about it anyways is the Fast and the Furious franchise. Ronin. Ronin, that's Ronin. it. Ronin. Now that has got some good that's chase a good scenes one. in it. Yep. Also, uh, 
God, what is that? Um, uh, the movie with um, um, the, the, spit it out. The, the, <laughs> <laughs> I can't give think me of the any name of the movie. plot. He's he's like an FBI agent, and it's okay. uh, Matt Damon, and uh, oh yeah, born. Yes, born identity. That's it. Right. So he does. A, there's a couple different scenes. There's the G wagon. There's one where he's on a dirt bike. Yep. And he's driving the original all... one. He had the little classic mini. He went down the staircase with. Yep. yep. It's it. There's some really high there quality. Are some good you know, it's in there. it's obviously it's like a, a a spy thriller or whatever, right? Yeah. But there's some excellent excellent stuff. That well, goes that goes on. back to the more broad appeal. Like he would actually watch this movie, not just for the car scenes. Right. Right. For sure. Um, another one that's been omitted from this list is Gone in 60 Seconds. And I'm not trying to harass you okay. that you omitted things from the list. Right. No, that's just, fine. I'll take it. Ideas. But Gone in 60 Seconds, Eleanor. Nicolas Cage. Nicolas Cage. <laughs> the, way, the way that it's filmed is, yeah, Nicolas Cage is not the reason to watch this film. Although I do think he does an okay decent, role. He's like a, he's decent at it, right? Yeah. I think, so did you know that's actually a remake as well? I did not. Yeah. I have not seen the original. The original Gone in 60 Seconds. Have you seen you're it? not missing much yet. Yeah, from the 70s, and I think the only thing that's uh, similar is they have to steal cars, and there's a Mustang in it. Okay, so that's... <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, the, the new one's pretty good. I, I I should go back and... You know, I wonder if I can get it on, like, Blu-ray or something, or something and watch it in, like, okay. higher quality. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Um, what else do we have? I got some newer ones listed here that might be interesting. Did you ever see um, Driver with Ryan Gosling? I have. Great soundtrack. and I like that I movie. bought Driving Gloves. Because of, because that, movie. of that show, <laughs> it's, that's a really, really good one. You know, that's yep. And I'm trying to remember what the car was. It's like not a Monte Carlo. I was going to say a Monte like Carlo that. or something. I honestly don't remember. But it's just it's not even like that great of a car. But he has a souped up engine in it. it yeah, the car doesn't awesome. matter. Um, also, uh, Transporter has yes, been left out of the list. Uh, what's his face? Oh, I can't it. remember his name. Jason Statham. Uh, thank you. Yes. Jason Statham. That, yep, there was a few of them. He started out. There was a controversy in the first one um, about what was actually in the car, what car it was. It's a 7 Series. Okay. But I think it's a 750 IL with a manual transmission. And did they make it with a manual? No. Oh, they didn't. okay. But that, but on the badge, it says like 740 or something. There's like okay. something. I, yeah, I, don't I don't remember. Know. Maybe it's a 740 and it's badged as a 750. Okay. It's either way. But that well, movie's really good, too. And then they, swip, they swapped over to Audis. Right after that first one, yeah. So they must have got, got on the marketing train. Yeah, sponsorship. Yeah, or got some. S- I think it's an S eight or an A eight L. Yep, I think it's S eight. Yeah, those are absolutely awesome as, as as well. And he does the barrel roll. I remember in that one. Yep, yep. Yeah, that's that, <laughs> which is completely ridiculous. Um, I don't like when they get too ridiculous. I know, like the Bond movies are too ridiculous. There's yep. some good car scenes there, but they're too dumb. You that's know, why I, I like they're shooting missiles and dropping oil slicks. It's, yep. it's too much. That's why I like Driver with Ryan Gosling. Yeah, that's good. Another one that's like this. That's kind of. Um, it's More on realistic. Netflix. Netflix now. Okay. It, and I would maybe you got plenty of time over the holidays. See if you can we'll get your see. special loved one to sit down and watch this movie with you. Okay. You'll know you got to keep her if she can sit through this. What is it? It's a true car guy uh, movie. It's called Wheelman. It's on Netflix right now, and I'll it's have to look it up. It's a uh, it's a cool movie. It's all shot from um, like either inside the car or the okay. cameras are mounted to the car. If you really so think it's of, like from the car's perspective. <laughs> yeah, but it's. Yes, but it's a lot of the you know you see the driver a lot, right? Sure. I mean, it's from the passenger side you see the driver, and it's it's not like a great story or anything, but it's like a claustrophobic movie where the guy kind of gets double crossed a little bit. Um, and the the first scene's really good. The car backs into an alley, and the okay. camera's inside the car in the back seat, probably on the rear parcel shelf. Okay, like yep. facing out, and you can see the guy like you know buying buying the car. Essentially, hmm. the car was obviously prepared for him, so okay. he's buying the car. He gets back in, and he just beats the shit out of it immediately. Is this a spoiler alert. No, this is right in the beginning of the okay. movie. It's just not at all. Yeah, I'll have um, to look that up. It's it's awesome. It's 
the driving is cool. The sound is really nice. I think he's driving an E46, either an M3 or a ZHP, okay, so like a 330ZHP or something. Yep. Yeah, I'm not sure what exactly car it is. I can't remember. Well, but um, oddly, it sounds like a, like an M5. I thought immediately it was an M5. I was going to say, because M3s, I'm going to get flack for this. They don't sound great. They don't. They they really don't. But but it sounds, I don't know. So maybe it's like a... They dubbed some other noise oh, over sure. it. Or, they or probably maybe, did. We'll call it an engine swap for benefit of the... For benefit of the doubt. <laughs> yeah. The last one I want to talk about is uh, Death Proof. Have you seen Death Proof? No. Oh, my I God. I remember hearing about this, though. Oh, Death Proof is so good. And there's another one in that series an, that I can't remember. It's it with a Dodge... No, older that, movie? No, this is Quentin Tarantino. Oh. It's with... Uh, I can't... I'm so bad. I'm like, if I if there's ever those bad movie games actors. where you have to yeah. like remember the... Like, I, I would fail immediately. <laughs> I can picture, like, the, the movie poster for this. Yeah, yeah. It's a challenger or something, isn't it? No, it's a Nova. It's Nova? A, it's okay. A Nova. And basically what it is, and I've I, never it's seen not it, a spoil, so I can't I, can't, I won't it. spoil anything, but it's uh, the guy's in the bar with these three attractive ladies, and he gets okay. one to go for go home with him in the car. Okay. And it's... Does it, the car murder them? The car is intense. When you... <laughs> I don't want to ruin it for you. Okay. You need I'll to add see that it. one you to need, the list, too. If you have not seen Death Proof, you need to okay. basically stop listening to the podcast and go watch right it now, right now. Pause, go see pause, it. Pause, go watch Death Proof. It is yep. so good, and it's an original intense. concept. It's intense. Okay. And uh, there's a really good chase scene between, like, a, a Dodge Charger and the Nova, and the girls are driving the... They're, Ooh. Oh, it's good. Okay. Like, I can say right. I can say clearly the, you know what's going on from the, even the movie poster a little bit. Yeah. So you can see that the girls are chasing after the guy. Okay. So it's 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 an intense movie. It's really good. Awesome. It's uh Yeah, well maybe we'll favorite. we'll wrap up our list there. If uh you the listeners have anything that we missed, which I'm sure we did, be sure to <laughs> let us know. Yeah, we'd love to. <laughs> we'd love to hear how we fucked up. Exactly. That always makes it entertaining. Well, before we go any farther, let's talk a little bit about Luther Westside Volkswagen, an unfiltered gentleman. Luther Westside Volkswagen is the number one Volkswagen dealership in the country. They have the best selection of European cars in the Twin Cities. They have a unique inventory for all your needs. Uh, they also have a brand new facility that you should come check out today. They have friendly sales staff that are comprised of true enthusiasts who support the local scene. They're into autocrossing, SCCA. They're great guys that'll work with you on finding your next car. You can find them at westsidevw.com. Hey, Chris, Alex, and all the overcrest peeps out there. This is the Unfiltered Gentleman. I'm Greg. That's Scott. What up? And that's Dan. What's up? And we wanted to come at you with the top five beers to drink while working on your car. Number five. Firestone Walker 805 Blonde Ale. Number four, Sierra Nevada Summerfest Lager. Mm-hmm. Number three, Big Sky Brewing's Moostrol Brown Ale. Number two, Founders All Day IPA. And number one, Stone Ripper Pale Ale. Oh, so good. And all these are nice and easy to drink. Not too high on the ABV. You won't get too messed up while you're wrenching away. Uh, but if you want more beer talk and more uh, sexy voices, check us out at theunfilteredgentleman.com. We're on any podcast app. Of course, we're on social medias, The Unfiltered Gentleman, except for Twitter, at Unfiltered Gents. We hope you come drink along with us and have a couple beers. Cheers, everybody. Cheers. With that out of the way, I wanted to, you know, with, with the with the commercial there, which reminded me of all the commercials I'm seeing on TV right now. The holiday which are, season. Which is the holiday season commercial where the guy's like, 
you know, he comes downstairs in his little robe, grabs his wife, takes her outside, and then there's like a brand new right. GL Mercedes with a bow on it. Right. And then they've got the the ad with all the cars lined up, and it's Santa Slay is like a AMG, okay. whatever. But who buys? Who's gonna do this with the bow on the car and here, honey? Here's fifty thousand dollars in debt sitting in the driveway. I don't think it's a good Christmas present. I hate to stop you right there, but my mother-in-law just got a brand new Lexus with a bow on it. With a bow? It, I can show you the picture here. We have the bow on it. Okay. Now, what's interesting about this, she, because this was at the dealership. I mean, it wasn't like a Christmas present. They were buying another a new car. Yeah. But I think for the holidays, they do this where they will put it in the showroom with a giant red bow on it for you. And she asked... Um, I think it's a terrible gift. Well, I see what you mean. Like, yeah, don't just buy someone a car as a surprise. I do think that'd be terrible. But what if they don't like the car? <laughs> right. Well, that's why it shouldn't be a surprise. This wasn't a surprise. But uh, my funny story, though, is she asked, you know, do I get to keep the bow? And okay. the Lexus dealer said, absolutely not. <laughs> and I was like, I would have fought that. I would have said, fine, we're tearing up the check here and yeah, going we'll away. Keep it. Yeah, we need the bow. But anyways, I thought it was funny you brought that up. Well, the commercials yeah. are everybody's always so surprised. Right. Like, like, yeah, that would be a terrible. Like uh, they open the door and the car's right there, and the and the wife goes, "Oh," and it's like she looks like she's about to flate the guy in response. It's just like, <laughs> come on, man. No. Is yeah. that how this really works? No, but it's uh, false advertising because apparently you don't get to take home the bow. That's it's disappointing, right? You didn't fight. They didn't fight it at all. There was I don't no. Think so. Oh no. man, that would have been a funny. I would have fought it just on. Principle. <laughs> just on comedic grounds just to see what they Should said we go to like a lexus dealer and pretend we're buying a car but we only want the bow Fake. <laughs> this is my partner jake we're yeah. about to buy it a... yeah we'll record it for the show yeah right anyway let's get on to some news all right i have news for you um this is from automobile magazine uh subaru finally reveals pricing for their next uh wrx sti this is the high performance sti Type RA. What does that mean? I don't know anything about this, to be honest. I think it's just a higher performance STI. Do the knobs still fall off when you try to like adjust the thing? climate control? And I don't know if that's a thing. I never like Subaru's interiors. That's why I can't yeah. get into it. Well, and so we have the STI Type RA and also the BRZ TS. Now, the TS is the BRZ with some suspension upgrades. So why don't they make like a nice... A well, here, BRZ. This is I'd rather I, have a... Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, so we have our list of things we're talking about. I wrote underneath this, boring, when are we going to get the BRZ STI? That's all anyone cares about. That's all they want. Put the STI in engine the In terms of a driver's car and something that you can drive around on the street or the track or something I think like be that, great. a BRZ STI would be way cooler than a WRX STI. Absolutely. Why won't they do it? Because I think it'll cannibalize, cannibalize sales of the STI. So? It's the same thing. If they're selling the same thing, amount volume of cars is, is it because the sti is such like a brand it's the halo car right you can't right. overtake the halo car porsche does this why don't they make the cayman with like a gt3 motor in it well Port, the way porsche does is it's like the cars are mathematically set up to be like you yes, have a boxster cayman 911 have... it's like priced right in the middle for performance and everything the brz right. is like a different car kind of yeah. you know it's i think it's the same principle though it's these manufacturers refusing to kind of take the crown from their halo car and put it on a different platform can you swap up could you swap the sti motor in is so the brz i believe is a two liter the sti is a 2.5 but i imagine it bolts right up let's, i don't know enough about these yeah let's just do that agreed <laughs> no and i think i'm sure if that is as easy as i'm assuming it is i'm sure people do this 
But no, I just kind of wanted to rile you up about why the Cayman can't be faster than the 911. If, so when I was, I went to Barber Motorsports Park for the Porsche Sport Driving School. Right. And the and Cayman. And we'll talk about that later. Yeah. We'll, that's a cool story. Yeah. We'll, we'll get Glenn back in and talk about that. But the Cayman, and I'll probably end up repeating the story, but that's okay. You guys <laughs> will forget by the time that happens. The Cayman wasn't as good as the 911. It really wasn't. But it handled, it felt like it handled Almost as good, like almost well, the engines imperceptible. In the correct place, but the brakes weren't as good. The brakes would fade, and the power wasn't there. Yeah, that's because they can just bolt they, on the correct parts, and it would be so much better than but the they don't. You but can't they refuse to. You can't now. the 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 way that the engines bolt in the car is different. So well, you can't just swap the motor in. They made the cast. I'm sure the engineers at Porsche could figure something out. Well, if I'm they sure wanted if to. they wanted to, absolutely. But they made it so you can't. You can't just take a a 911 motor and bolt it into a Cayman. It's not easy the right. casting where the motor the older are like the 987 version caymans i know you can do you can do some swap. different stuff yeah but the newer ones you can't do it they yeah. they said i don't know that goes against their philosophy can't have a fast That's, cayman yeah. even the gt4 isn't as fast why don't we have 27 different caymans they probably why don't we have do. a, <laughs> well now they're not even it's the 718 right right yeah Which, anyway i don't know how i feel about a turbo four as opposed to the six well, it's it's just it has to be with the cafe standards and everything else, and yeah, it's just that's All what's right. coming. Well, moving along. So, anyways, that was boring with the BRZ and the STI that right. aren't actually the BRZ STI. Uh, next news here, we have uh, Chris. You identified this article from Car and would Driver. You, uh, wait, would you buy the the a BRZ STI? Would be would that be something that you would actually think about buying? <sighs> Me personally, no. Okay, and here's why: the BRZ. You see them everywhere. Yeah. Right? And so now you have this special BRZ STI. It's going to be super fast. It's going to perform great on the track, but it's still just a BRZ. It's, I'm trying to think of an analogy where it's, it doesn't look special. It doesn't, uh, it's not unique. And maybe that's the underlying thing is I really like weird cars. I've had a Saab. I've had this Hummer. Um, I've had really strange cars, and that's what I'm attracted to is the, kind of the unique factor, and right. that we wouldn't have. Right. So uh, we'll move along here. A next story here is we have the – well, and I'll preface this. If we have any listeners that watch the Grand Tour – That's I where I got this call from. it Top Gear, but it's actually the Grand Tour. You know what's funny? When I go to like go to Amazon to find it, I right. like find myself still typing Top Gear. Yeah. I mean, it is Top it Gear. Is. It's those guys. But anyways, if you've seen this, they just did a review on the new uh, Kia Stinger, is it called? Yeah, I guess. And this is a ridiculous vehicle. It basically is trying to go head to head. When I watched with- this on the Grand Tour, I was like, I was kind of casually watching it. I was preparing right. for the podcast. So I watched it today. Yep. And as I'm kind of casually looking at uh, Google and stuff like that, I was kind of seeing, all of a sudden I see James May talking about this car. It's 170 miles an hour. And I'm looking and I didn't hear what it was initially. Right. And all of a sudden I'm like 170 miles an hour is a sedan. And I'm like watching it drive around. I'm like, I like paused it and like looked at the logo. I'm like a Kia. Yeah. What the fuck? So this is a 365 horsepower V6, twin turbo V6. They're basically putting it head to head with the M3 and the S4. Why would you bother? That's the problem. So the whole thing is, are you going to, if you're looking to spend S4 money, because this thing is what, 57,000? So the M3 is a little more. You can get a, M, a 1M. An M3 and an M4 is like 65. Okay. So it's a little bit more, but, it, but Still, a 1M is, is right in the neighborhood. This is a $57,000 Kia. And yes, it performs great. The quality is probably great as well. Um, I don't know. 
I don't. But again, at the end of the day, it's a Kia. It's always like I looked at the interior and some pictures of the interior. Okay. I haven't looked enough they don't, about this. The interior is not. I mean, maybe the quality is a little bit better because it's a more expensive car. But they, this, I mean, the German ergonomics of it look weird. They just doesn't. The standard. Right. right? So yeah. So you're not going to be able to outdo them on their own game. Right. Well, at least this doesn't. Well, you know, Hyundai tried this at right. one point with the they Hyundai had, Genesis. I was going to say. You know, and it didn't really. Now, when I see you, people driving a Hyundai Genesis, they're you still ki- know they're, it's a Hyundai. They're kind of pieces of shit, and they're driving around. And they're rusty, but those were cheap, right? You could get a Hyundai Genesis for that was yeah, it was a very affordable luxury car. This isn't. This is not no, an affordable car at all at for all. what it is. So you think Kia, it's isn't Kia Korean? Yes. So hmm. it, yeah, I mean it's a Korean car for German sports saloon money, right? But you could also get a Corvette for this price too. True, but I think that's a different market completely. That they're going for yeah but if you look at it from pure numbers and what you're going to get right you're going to get a corvette which is a platform that's been designed for 60 years you know like yeah i still years. don't see the comparison because they're they're literally trying to go head to head with your sports sedans you know looking at like i said the s4 the m3 which might be a little more higher end would you um, dr- oh, for, Lexus. for bmw be 1m would you rather have a 1m or this oh i'd absolutely have a 1m yeah, there's no question. What person is buying and, this car? You know, we joke that, you know, you're a brand stop, snob and so am I. But it, when it comes down to it, I think the average person is going to put brand these next in their to own each right. other. Yeah. And say, well, of course, I'm going to take the, the German car over the Kia. What about in like, let's say this car maybe doesn't take off right now, but it's still around in like five years. Is this going to be like a, a classic? No, no, no. Is it because it, it's new, right? So it's this okay. new thing that doesn't really have any kind oh, of... Oh, you're saying if they establish themselves as like even a if player they don't, in this field. Even if they don't. Even if it doesn't sell that well, but they keep making it, okay. will it kind of eventually become something that could be something? Because right now it's new it could be. and it's Kia making this car and you're like, what the fuck? Why is Kia making this car? Right. But in five years, if it's still there... Is, would that help, do you think? Well, this is something you've mentioned before as well. They don't have kind of the heritage behind the brand. So even if, okay, they become this where they have, you know, a, a track record of making this car as being really good, are they going to get involved in motorsport? Is there going to be anything else behind the brand to make it reputable? So here's why I think this car exists. Okay. This car exists to sell the lesser models is the only reason this yeah, car exists. Yeah, it's the definition of a halo car. Exactly. That is what a halo this car, car is. is. This car is built to sell the other cars. You have this car, which is aspirational in the brand, right? Yeah. So now you're going to buy your 30 grand Kia knowing that, you know, they're able to make this other thing. So this thing's probably pretty I'm going to say it's still not working, though. They're not accomplishing no. their goal as having this as a halo car. If they were doing that, they should have made some ridiculous high-end sports car that now you can associate with Kia. But instead, you're having like... I don't like, think they have the technology and the budget to do that. I don't they think could just put this engine into smaller little... Coop. I don't know. I don't think that's. I, I see what you're saying, but I just I still don't think they're being successful in that aspect. They must they must have seen some sort of cannibalization opportunity between. Yeah, um, no, like, I I honestly think they're going straight to head to head, trying to get the market from these sports sedans. They've been, you know, these companies have been trying to go after BMW and 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 Mercedes and Audi for a long time. It's a big it, market. It is, and it, we'll see what we'll see what happens. We'll try and I don't re- think I'll we're going to see many of these around. No, probably not. Just but maybe they'll be maybe they'll be cheap at some point. Maybe I mean fifty seven thousand dollars. Come on, yeah. I'm not even thinking about it. Nope, not at all. All right. So next uh, news item we have you identified this. The 2018 Mazda MX-5 Miata adds a new soft top color. This is the new model. This yeah. is what we do now. We release the new well, 2018 yeah, and the new so soft top color. That's the announcement that we make. 
Yeah, I had to preface that you identified this because I don't know really what your point is with this other than it's a ridiculous article and shouldn't be news. That's pretty much what I was getting okay. at. It's like, well, why are go. they releasing this car and this is this what they're is doing? This is from Car and Driver. It must have been a slow news day. Yeah, I guess. Either that or Mazda bumped them something. Yeah, so this is what I wanted to talk about, and you may have seen something about this. Um, Formula One is reevaluating whether they're going to include their grid girls going forward. Now, if you don't know anything about this, here's what makes me mad about the grid girls. So can we explain what the grid girls are first? Doesn't it just speak for itself? Okay. But it's when you get started, there's basically these very attractive models and girls next to the cars and drivers. And they're basically a lot of times traditionally they'll hold the umbrella over the driver to keep them cool and everything else. Right. Okay. So now, what was your rant here? My rant is that <laughs> they're always walking through like the uh, the grid, right? They're walking with the camera and they're yep, talking to the guy. The I can't think grid. of the name, guy's name, the reporter that's always out there. I don't know. I think of his name. He's a little, little British dude. He's super cool. I really okay. like him. But they're always, he's always talking to people yeah. and the girls are always in the background and I never quite, because I always like their outfits. I think they're cool. Like yeah. each, each country like has their own thing with the girls that they do and they, sure. try, to, and they try to get girls that are representative of their country. And right. The way they look and the way they dress, the nationality of it. But they never give me quite a good enough look. Like, they're always, like, on the edge of the frame. (laughs) Well, I don't think they want to focus on it because then it is just out, you know, blatant, like, yeah, I don't know, sexuality. They do with the NFL cheerleaders. That was my whole point. What also sucks about that is they'll be, like, NFL cheerleaders and they're, like, behind them and you can see their arms going back and forth. They they never actually feature. They're looking at the back of their head and the camera's panning down. Yeah. And as soon as you get to the the middle of their back, the stats pop up. (laughs) And it's, like, so many yards. Like, no! What's going on? So you're saying if you're going to feature these girls, just might as well take full advantage and and feature them. Which is probably not going to happen anymore because... They well, this is, I was going to say, this whole thing comes out because of the political climate of sexual harassment yep. and equality. And, you know, I'm, I'm all for that. But what chance do you think this really has that the good girls go away? So there was an update to the story that I just read. And basically all the, the teams are saying, no, we're, we're going to continue this. OK, it's, well, it's part of the heritage. And, you know, that same analogy was made by them. You know, you look at the NFL in America here. Sure. It, there's no problem with having cheerleaders out there. It's part of the game. It's part of the experience. But it's a. Oh, I don't want to get into the politics of it. I, I know it's not. Worth I know. It, but but it's interesting to to just note that that is a conversation going on. That's sad. So that's our news this week. All right. So Chris, I can't help but notice you have something over here. A, I a box. I do. I do. I've got what, a. What is this? Tell us about this. This is a petrol box. Yes, petrol box. I'm going to start opening it while you talk. I'm kind of curious. Okay, so I we're, we're going to do an unveiling. Yeah, I haven't opened this thing yet. So petrol box is someone that uh, Overcrest here we're, we're partnering with, and it's a really cool company and concept where every month you subscribe, and they send you a box full of goodies, such as, what do we have in here, Chris? First thing I see is uh, some hand cleaner from Eagle Grit. This is pretty cool. Okay, like so it's a car cleaner, some detail products. Oh, we got a hat. What is that? That's cool. It's a nice hat. It's got that... some wax. Okay. Ooh, there's like a little candy cane in here for Christmas. Oh, I like that. I festive. Christmas. What we got I'm here? still digging that hat. That looks good on you. Got what a little, these? uh, eliminates. Oh, I love this. This what is, is it? awesome. This is like free advertising for all these companies. <laughs> this is called, it's a uh, Jack's Wax Detail Guard. It's like a, okay. it's a little thing that goes under your wheel. If you look at look at it right here, yeah, and it makes makes it so cords can like move while they're oh, right in front yeah. of your tire. So How yeah, much does when, that piss you off? That does. When you're I, trying to pull I don't buffer. know. This is a thing. So apparently, yeah, when you're like pulling either an electrical cord or your air hose it around, it always gets stuck tire. under the wheel when you're Not going around anymore. the corner. And That's this is something awesome. you set there, and it's a roller basically. Yeah. 
All right, what else we got? We've got a uh, petrol box Christmas ornament, which I like. Okay. And a uh, yeah, there's a couple other things in here, but yeah, this is awesome. Okay. So uh, why don't you tell uh, tell the folks how they can get one of these? Yeah. So uh, like I said, we're uh, running a little promo here, and we can partner with them. Um, this is a subscription box where every month for thirty nine ninety five you get one of these. The value of the items in each box is between seventy and eight dollars, so it's always a great deal. You get different items every time. We also have a coupon code here for our listeners. It's five off, which gets you five dollars off your first box. So the code is five off five O F F. Um, and it, another bonus here that I forgot to mention: every month, one subscriber actually wins a set of Rotiform wheels of their choice. Yeah, that's which cool. is really cool. And you know, these guys—it's a cool company. It's found and run by these two. They're good enthusiasts. dudes. They're, yeah, they're real enthusiasts. It's, and it's a grassroots it's a operation. Grassroots yep, it's really cool. So you got to check these guys out. Um, you can find it at mypetrolbox.com. They're also, of course, on Instagram and Facebook. You can look them up. Sweet. I can't wait to use that cord thing because that shit pisses that me off so much. That is probably my favorite thing there. Uh, like you're buffering, you're buffing something, and it's all of a sudden the buffer turns off your because your cord you got yanked it. out of the stupid yep. thing. That's I actually, know. why didn't I think of that idea? That is genius. Damn. That's really cool. So we'll have all to right. check those guys out. What else out. do we got? Um, you know, we, we have some listener questions, and this is something that I really want to encourage you guys um, to do more often is if you got something that is on your mind, go over to the Overcrest uh, podcast Facebook page or uh, you can email us as well and submit a few questions. Or let us know what we're totally wrong about, such as uh, our Miata enthusiast friend that we mentioned <laughs> earlier. Yeah, it's always so, nice to hear from you guys. Yeah. So not live in an echo chamber. So it's, it's <laughs> exactly nice. we're not we're not just talking to each other. Uh, got a couple of questions here. One we kind of touched on before was the roof racks on yep. lower cars. That was by Matt, so we took care yep. of that one. Next question here is from Brent. Uh, is there any logical reason to put a quick-release steering wheel in a streetcar that has adjustable seats? And I like this question because it goes to the fact that, you know, these release quick-release wheels for race cars, the reason you needed these is so when you're getting into the car, you can, get in. You can actually get in. Right. Instead of trying to like, well, the point is, why would you need that if you have adjustable seats in the car? Right. You can just move it's the pointless. seat back or whatever. Or it's like, a, I've never not been able to get it unless you have a roll cage where that you could have to be. climb into the so car. So maybe that's it's the exception. Necessary. If you have the roll cage with the big, uh, what do they call them? The door interference bars or the anti-intrusion bars, you know, on your roll cage where yeah. it goes next to the seat, that would make sense. You would need. One. I think the only, I think what it is is it's just like it's another check mark on the mod list. Exactly. This is goes. What it is. Along with my rant of center lock wheels, they're super cool and it's a cool factor, but they're pointless on a streetcar. Right. And I will admit that I do have a quick release wheel and hub on my MG. Why is this? Well, I, again, because I thought it was cool. Yeah. But it does make it much much easier to get into this teeny teeny little car. Right. Because I'm I'm a short guy. I was gonna say you're enormous, so it must be tough. Yeah. To no, I'm I'm a little guy, but the seat is all the way back in this car, sure. and I still struggle getting in. So. But, Brent, I like your question, and it, it, it grinds my gears as well. Yeah. Speaking of which, should we move right into yeah, grinding Chris's gears? All right, so, um, you know, I really wanted to touch on the Miata again, but we already covered that. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll leave that as is. Uh, the one thing, you know, another thing that's kind of a theme on the show that grinds Chris's gears are electric cars, especially autonomous cars. Here is one of my favorite, uh, you can't even really call it a, a car. It's a vehicle. Now, are you familiar, Chris, with the old Morgan three-wheelers? Yes. These are awesome cars. They use the V-twin motorcycle engine in a in a three-wheel yeah, chassis. Cool. It's kind of like aircraft styling. Yep. 
harkens back. It's all about kind of the experience of it, right? The sure. loud exhaust, you're out in the elements. Well, Morgan just released their plan of an electric vehicle to be released uh, in next year, I believe. And this is a fully electric Morgan three-wheeler. Still has the old school styling with the wire wheels and everything else. But there's no big motorcycle V-twin engine hanging out front. It's going to be silent. How do you feel about this? It's going to be silent too. Well, it's I, uh, yeah. No, what do, what do you? I just it's it's stupid because I get the purpose of electric vehicles. I'm not against them, like Chris. I think it's great that we're going to have this efficiency and it's going to make you know it's so much easier. But when you're going, you're still going to want to have kind of this classic um, driver's machine, right? Would you be okay Such what if someone had Morgan one that three-wheeler. wanted to convert to this to convert it to electric? Would that be I, better? I still don't think that this is like the antithesis, antithesis of antithesis. <laughs> there you go, of what an electric car should be, or what Morgan Three Wheelers' antithesis is an electric car. Right. You know what I mean? It's all about the experience, the noise, the smell. Being in basically a motorcycle on three wheels. Well, this is just Morgan's like Jesus. How can we? How can we participate? I think in this that's market? all it is. Oh, what are we gonna do? We got to do something. I know. And that's what they this, have to this stay relevant. Of. But and it sucks because this is a. This is a representation of what's happening. Is everybody's it like, is. oh shit, they got to scramble. This stuff is happening so fast that they have to scramble to get something done. They have to participate in this. Because, like I said last week, everywhere you look in the news is this. This is it. Everybody's talking about yeah. electric cars. It's the only thing that exists. So and I get these, that. These people have to participate in this new market. This is such so a here niche we are. vehicle that I don't understand why they feel like they need to hop on the bandwagon. What else are they supposed to do? It's Morgan. Continue. Well, yeah, but these aren't cars you're going to be commuting in. This is like going to be. So, what, do you your... want them to redesign an entire new car? No, like... I don't. I want them to keep doing what they've been doing for the last, you know, almost hundred years because that's what they've kept doing. These guys f- see the writing on the wall. They, they have should to, have seen the writing on the, the wall up. when they moved from a V twin <laughs> engine, and they could have. But the whole thing this, is, this, is their this classic company, appeal. If, if a company doesn't adapt, they will go the way of the blue light special, right? And I understand that they in have general. To. But my point is, Morgan and these niche manufacturers are the exception. They haven't changed. They've stuck to this classic formula. Three wheels, wire spoke wheels, a big old-fashioned V-twin engine in the front for, like I said, I think it was you know, what early 1900s that they what started. They, what if they make them together for the foreseeable they future? Can? And, there's, and there's a choice where you can have this if you want or if you have this if you want. Yeah. You wanted to grind your own gears. That's what I think. That's what this segment is becoming. <laughs> yeah, you're right. So, I don't know. Yeah, it's just, it bugs me that, like you said, everyone feels the need to kind of hop on this this bandwagon. Yep. Especially when it's totally against what the brand stands for in it's, my mind. It's panic, man. It's it's, I guess it's so. literal panic. I don't know. Just, I wouldn't buy one. How about that? I wouldn't either. <laughs> So, Chris, do you have anything else? Otherwise, I, th- I think, I think that might be a wrap. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, everybody. To all I've our got listeners. A, I'm recording a special episode tomorrow that I'll, I'll release to everybody over, over one of our breaks here. Yeah, Chris uh, is very actually a Scrooge and doesn't want to celebrate Christmas, so he's going to be working. I will be here tomorrow. Yeah, I'll be, <laughs> I'll be working. So make sure that you uh, spread the word, guys. You know, tell everybody about the show. That's how we're getting out there. Listenership's Absolutely. going up and up, and I can't thank anybody other than you guys for that. So I really, really appreciate it. You can uh, leave us a five-star review with some words on iTunes if you're listening or wherever your favorite podcast place is. We, uh, we appreciate that. Awesome. Take care, guys. Take care, guys. See you later. <laughs>